greatly to be praised. God, you are great in power. You are great in battle. You are great in Zion. You are great among the nations of the earth. We worship you. We thank you for your glory, God, that will fill the earth as the word discovered the sea. We thank you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that your glory will come and fill this house, that your glory will come and fill our lives, that your glory will come and fill our spaces, Lord Jesus. Your glory, your glory, your glory, your glory, your power, your majesty, your honor, your fame, your holiness, who you are, Lord, your love. We worship you, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, the Lord, our victory. In Jesus' name. Wow. Say to the person next to you, God is good. And all the time, can we give Jesus a shout of victory of yeah? Woo! Can we give him another shout? Yes! Say to the person next to you, the devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah. Say to the person next to you, the devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah. Okay. Yeah, this morning, we have a special guest in our midst. We thank the Troubadour guys. He's the speaker of the week. Thank you for far for inviting this international speaker. I know sometimes it's difficult to get the speaker, but praise the Lord, we have him here. Uh, uh, this week. Yeah, it's my privilege to introduce you this morning. Uh, he came here to Wooster to come and do his DTS in 1986 uh, on the farm. And obvious, some of us that know him over the years, uh, God took him, you know, it's like you remind me of Joseph, you know, in the Bible. Uh, Joseph had a dream. And if you know Edwin Phillips, where he comes from, the village, uh, my wife is from that same village, a very small farm. But just to see where God brought him from. And today is a living testimony. And it brings so much hope even in our nation, irrespective of our communities where we are coming from. Uh, so yesterday, Edwin celebrated his 23rd uh, wedding anniversary and his wife's so 23 years. Can we give God a hand for that? <clears throat> and then obviously, uh, Edwin have... Uh, Ruben, one of his sons, is in Hawaii staff uh, on YWAM. And then his daughter is just about to graduate, doing a DTS in Mexico. And then there's Levi and Matty Boy. So they are a wonderful family. And Edwin is also serving on the regional eldership of YWAM, uh, Southern Africa. Also the founder of Nations to Nations. And also the co-founder of YWAM J-Bay. So it's so beautiful to see that Edwin came to do his DTS in 1986 and then later they started a base in J-Bay. And that's where I came to do my DTS and Edwin was my school leader uh, and then also my LTS leader. So yeah, it's a privilege to have him here this morning. I know he's a voice 
uh, throughout the nation and he's also serving on the founding circle of YWAM International. So he's part of the circle of Lauren and all the, you know, the gurus. I call them the gurus. Uh, and it's wonderful to have Edwin here. I know you did this, guys. You will be blessed uh, to have this amazing speaker. So, and he's also currently the bass director of uh, YWAM Musenberg. So put those to hands together for Mr. Edward, Edwin Ronald Phillies. <laughs> everybody thank you for that wonderful welcome and that great introduction I think I'm gonna ask Dan to travel with me to introduce me wherever I'm speaking I felt so anointed when he was you know going through this whole uh, you know this whole curriculum uh, vitae the CV and I was wondering who is he speaking about I'm looking I'm looking around who's the speaker this morning because I'm excited to hear from that speaker <laughs> Wow so it's always wonderful uh, to come back to Worcester. This is what I call my alma mater. I don't know if you guys are studying your school, your university, you know, your alma mater. So this is really where things, you know, began for me. And it's always a joy for me to be back here. And it's always good to see people from that, from that time and that era when we were on the farm in Worcester, you know, way back in, uh, in 1986. That was the first DTS ever uh, in, in Worcester. Um, and so I was so privileged to be part of it because there's something about pioneering, to be part of something in the beginning. And so uh, I, I know there's a word by heart school happening. Is this the first one on the continent? So those who are doing the word by heart school, this is, it's the same. You know, pioneering, the first and uh, it's, it's, there's just something in, you know, you know first fruits, you know, uh, <clears throat> going before. And so I just want to wish you all uh, who are doing the Word by Heart School, you know, I pray that, you know, God will really minister to you and that you will be inspired. I also bring you greetings uh, from Samuel. I don't know if you know Samuel, but he's... <laughs> Samuel is a son in the house, in this house. When I, I saw, I met Samuel in Thailand because he's doing his uh, Asia to Africa backpackers DTS. And he's, he's uh, you know, he's, he's from this, I don't know if Marisa is here, but uh, yeah. When I saw him, I thought this guy was a colored. <laughs> and then I started speaking Afrikaans to him and he spoke back to me in Afrikaans. And I was like, man, I just fell in love with Samuel. And then, of course, I heard his story coming from Worcester. And thank you to those who've been supporting him. Uh, God has been incredible in providing. I just heard, you know, somebody blessed him with, I don't know if it's 1,000 or 2,000 euros. But, uh, you know, God is providing for that young man who stepped out in faith because it's probably the most expensive DTS that you can do, uh, <clears throat> you know, because they're traveling, you know, all over Asia. I think they are now in their third or fourth country. And then I think they're going to go still to, I think they're on their way to Singapore uh, next week. And then they are going from there to uh, the Philippines. And then they will do their outreach uh, in uh, Africa. So they will be all over uh, uh, Africa in different countries. So I just want to bring you greetings from Samuel. 
and uh, you know he's doing really well. He's he's really enjoying it. It's good to see, you know, how we can bless one another. Seeing Michael on the drums, I own. You know, when Michael is doing something great, I say he's from Musenberg. If he does something bad, I say he's from Wooster. <laughs> <laughs> But most of the time, he's doing something good. So we just, we just own him. We said, yes, he's, from, you know, he's, he's part of our family. And, uh, but it's great to see these young, you know, these, young, uh, these young men and women in our midst, our children, you know, uh, just stepping into what God has for them. Who would have believed when I came to do my DTS uh, 32 years ago that today I will have two of my own kids in YWAM? You know, I came as an 18-year-old, and today Ruben is uh, in Hawaii. He's staffing there with uh, uh, um, he's staffing there with the Awake Circle. He's staffing the Awake DTS. And then my daughter, Leah Marie, she is in Mexico because uh, she said, I don't want to go where my brother went. You know, it's always those sibling rivalry. You know, she's like, no, I don't want to go to Hawaii. Everybody's going to Hawaii, you know. And uh, so she said, no, I want to go somewhere else. But also, she, since she was young, you know, she always had a real passion to learn Spanish. I don't know if we've got uh, Spanish speakers here. Okay. Bienvenido. Como estas? Gloria a Dios. Dios es buena, siempre, siempre, aleluya. Yeah, you know, I did my LTS in uh, La Parcela in uh, Santiago and uh, Chile. Are you from Chile? You, do you know how to make empanada? Empanada? Muy bien? Okay, I will talk to you afterwards. Yes. <laughs> but uh, she always had a, had a real uh, desire to learn, to learn English. Uh, sorry, Spanish. And so uh, when she finished her matric uh, high school, she said, I want to go and do the DTS in uh, Mexico. And next week she's graduating from a DTS. And she is speaking Spanish. You won't believe it. Yeah, unbelievable. So the reason why I can't be here for the whole week, because this week I'm flying to Mexico to be there for her graduation. So I'm flying there with my wife. My wife will be teaching on the uh, intercession school, and I will be speaking at the leadership conference um, in Mexico. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, be in Mexico. And then I come back from Mexico, and then... Um, I'm home for a day, and then I fly to Belo Horizonte. Yeah, Minas Gerais. Yeah. So I fly to Minas Gerais, Santa Luzia. Yeah, Santa Luzia. So I'm flying there just for the weekend. So I leave on Thursday, and I come back on Monday. So it's a quick visit. So I'm speaking there at a missions conference. So God is doing some amazing things there in Brazil. And so mobilizing missionaries you know, to go from that nation. Okay, I, I think I've got till 9 o'clock. They didn't tell me uh, which, which day. So I know I need to finish at 9 o'clock, but I'm not sure if it is Monday or Tuesday. So, uh, but I just have got a few things I want to share with you uh, before you guys are going back to your classes. Uh, if you've got your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to uh, John chapter 17. John chapter 17, this is the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And I just want to read two verses. 
or let's just read three verses, okay? If you don't have a Bible, if you can please sit next to a Christian. I think there may be a few here this morning in this, uh, on this YWAM base. In verse 20, it says, Jesus is saying, my prayer is not for them alone. I also pray, that means it's not only for the disciples. I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one Father as you in me, as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, in them and you in me. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you send me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Now, of course, when we read those scriptures, then you always think, oh, okay, and we need to talk about unity. But this morning, I want to just bring a different focus to it this morning because I believe with where YWAM is going and where the world is going is for us to understand the times that we are living in. And we need to understand what God is doing on the face of the earth. That even if we see the realities of what's happening around us, that we allow God not to only give us sight, but that God will help us to see what he wants us to see. You know that song from John Newton a slave master who came to Christ and then he wrote the song as he understood the amazing love and grace of God and then he wrote the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I, I always wanted to be a singer, but I never made it on idols or the voice. So I'm using my teaching platform to live out my dream. That's what I'm teaching this week on the Trabadou DTS. The Trabadou DTS. The Trabadou. The Trouble DTS. The Trabadou. 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 Oh my goodness. But when you come to this, when you come to this, to this, uh, to this line, you know where it says, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind. Am I qualified to sing on the trouble do DTS? Not yet. I was almost there. I once was blind, but now I see. You see, that is when Jesus said to those religious leaders, you've got ears, but you don't hear. You've got eyes, but you don't see. And I believe what the Lord wants to do in our world, and I believe also as we are moving as a mission, as we expand, as we are growing, as we're becoming more diverse, as there's an acceleration in what God is doing in the different expression of who this mission is, I believe that the Lord wants to open our eyes so He can see, He can have us see what He wants us to see.
What I love about this mission, which is really something that God has given me the privilege to serve for the last 32 years. I came here as an 18-year-old, and today I'm 50, and only now that I'm 50, I feel I've got something to say. Hello. And I will never forget when I came to the Wooster base, we all were seeing our own reality in a particular way where we came from. As Dan said to you, I came from a village. Everything was small in that village. My house was small. I'm the youngest of 10 kids. Everything was small. And then I came to the Wooster base. And I was sharing my dorm with 16 other guys. We were 17 in that dorm. And I was the most excited in that dorm. And the others were all depressed because 17 in one room. And I was excited because, praise God, I could have my own bed. <laughs> Those were the days in apartheid that we were not mixing we were apart. That's why you can't even translate the word apartheid into Portuguese. You can't translate it into English. You can't even translate it into Swiss German. You have to say apartheid or apartheid or bon dia. <laughs> so this morning, as I'm traveling around the world, I'm not speaking about bringing change in another nation. All I can do is to speak from my own journey and my own place of brokenness because that is the place where God chooses to work. He doesn't choose to work on those lofty tower, in those, sitting in those lofty towers where we can tell everybody what to do and what not to do and who's right and who's wrong. But it's in that place where we understand our own fragility and our own brokenness. That is where God works. And that is all I can share with you this morning. And this morning you can look at me and you think I'm from this circle and that circle and I'm the founder of this and the founder of that. I was lost. I'm, think, I'm wondering, am I speaking in Finland this morning or if I'm speaking in Africa? I love the Finnish. Praise the Lord. And you can hear all the things that I'm doing and I founded this and I founded that, but the first thing that had to happen in my own life is that I had to be found. This, morning, this week, I'm going to speak to the DTS on identity. And so when I came, into that, when I came into, that, into that dorm room, and everybody was shocked to see me because there were a lot of white people, Afrikaners, Arno. Same answer. Arno's people. They were shocked to see me, and I was shocked to see them. And for the first time, we were going to sleep in the same bedroom. That is why whenever I see Arno and Mariska, I just have to hug them and 
and hold them because there is something that God has done in our lives as we walk this journey together of seeing a new reality, of reimagining a new world with God, a world where we are one with the Son, who is one with the Father, and who is one with the Holy Spirit. We have been invited into that circle. And even as we have blue circles, red circles, pink circles, yellow circles, whatever circles, the reality that we are invited into is into the circle of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because, we, because when we are in that circle, it is reimagining a new world. And I was lying in my bed and I'm watching these white people because I thought that they sleep differently from me. So I'm watching them and then I hear they also snoring. <laughs> and I was shocked because I thought it's only us who are snoring. And then there were certain smells in the dorm and I start to smell my feet and I realize, yes, this is not my smell because we all have got different smells. Hello? And then I thought, but this is not my smell. This is a different smell. And then I realized, man, these guys, their feet also smell. Even if it's a different kind of smell. Now you can imagine those smells start to mix. This is where the Lord found me. This is where the Lord took hold of me. This is where the Lord gave me a new vision to see a world that He sees. A world where all of us are children of God. Doesn't matter who you are and where you are from, if you are from a village or if you are from a city. Today, even though I'm from a village, most of the places where God is taking me to minister, He's taking me to cities. So brothers and sisters, what I want to say to you this morning that even as God is, even as God has positioned us as youth with a mission, where the world is becoming more broken. Can I get an amen? amen? Where the world is getting more fractured, where the world is getting more dysfunctional, I believe that the Lord has positioned us for such a time as this to be able to be a prophetic community that understand this reality of God inviting us into the circle and he's not only inviting me he's not only inviting you he's inviting everyone into that circle and that circle is an unbroken circle and that circle is a powerful circle and that circle is made up not just with us and them because there's one thing in South Africa that we love to talk about. If foreigners come into our nation, they will notice we talk about us and them. I'm not talking about your country. I can only talk about South Africa. Ons and Hala. 
us and them. But I believe the Lord wants to bring us into a place. It doesn't matter what our background is. It doesn't matter how fluent we are in English or with what accent we speak English or what our personality type is or what our preferences are in terms of culture, food, and whatever it is. God wants to bring us into this place where we understand that when we are with Jesus, we are one with Him. And that means we are one with one another. That's why I'm trying to grow my afro as well so I can shake my hair like Michael. So he goes like this and his hair is shaking. And what I've learned on this journey, and what I've learned on this journey, and this is what makes the kingdom of God so beautiful, and that is brothers and sisters. He said, God doesn't all of us to look like one another, to smell like one another, to speak like one another, to sing like one another, to behave like one another. What God loves in what he has created, God loves diversity and God loves paradox. Now let me just say something because I need to land this plane right now. This is the A380-800 Airbus and I need to land this thing in five minutes. You see, I have found on this journey that a community in paradox is often more stronger than a community in agreement. Okay, let me try this in English, okay? Because I know that you don't understand my accent. The thing that I've understand in this mission as I've journeyed in this mission is that a community in paradox is often more stronger than a than a community in agreement. What do I mean by that? How can a community be strong in paradox? You know what paradox is? I don't know what it means, but it makes me sound very English. <laughs> Let me try it in French. Paradox. Let me try that in Portuguese. What is it in Portuguese? Paradox. Paradoxo. Chirasco. And when we're talking paradox, it's like, you know, it's like two opposites. How, how can a community be stronger when you have opposites than a community in agreement? Because all of us, we've been preaching. No, we need to agree about everything. And yes, there is agreement, but it's agreement not around what I want or what you want. It is an agreement around Jesus because I believe that is powerful because he is the one who brings the paradox together. Justice and mercy. It can only meet in him. Grace and truth. It can only come together in him. It's around him that those paradoxes become such an amazing strength because God doesn't want us to be cookie cutters, look the same, be copies of one another. He has created to be individuals and the more we become like Jesus, the more we become what he has intended for us. What you need to understand, in my journey in growing up, I did not like Afrikaner people. I don't know, you can relax. Egbo, <laughs> you are safe. I wanted to shoot all of them. Duart, relax. I see you sit by the door. Jesus has done something in my heart. That's why he chose a very good spot. 
He wants to run now. No, 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 it's okay. God has done a work in my life of transformation. But I wanted to tell you what paradox I came into in my DTS. And this is what shaped me and this is what has given me a message that I'm taking to the ends of the earth and that has given me the seeds to found, to found a movement that we know today in YWAM called Nations to Nations. It started in my dormitory. And today you're asking me, Edwin, you're traveling around the world. I can tell you right now how that has happened. In 1990. One, 1992, as I was at the Wooster base, they prayed for me. They sent me out to do my LTS. I went on to starve the LTS. Those days, our star fees was 25 rand, including three meals, teas and coffees. Electricity. Transport to church and back. 25 rand. That was our staff fees. And I could not pay even my staff fees. That is how poor I was. But all that God wants me to do is just to walk a journey with Him and just to, and just to, and just to get closer to Him and just allow Him to do a work of transformation in my life. Because at the end of the day, when God start moving in your heart, God start giving you a message. Don't go and find a message somewhere else. You become your message as you allow God to work in your life. And a friend of mine, before I was flying to my LTS to staff in Nairobi, Kenya, she came to me and she said, Edwin, I've been with you at the Wooster base. Her name is Mimi. All my friends became Mimi, Arno, Butikwas, Willem. I mean, all my friends. So Mimi came. And she said, Edwin, I want to ask you if you can speak in a Bible study. But I first need to get permission if you can come into that home. Because that was still during apartheid in Pretoria. She asked this lady, she said, I've got a friend from Wyoming who is in Pretoria. Can he come and speak? In, your, in our Bible study because she was teaching with Mimi. And so this lady, her name is Tia May, I just got a message from her this morning. She wished me happy 23rd anniversary. And she said, sure, of course, Edmund can come. And I never forget that message I spoke. It was from Psalm 23. And as I spoke that message in that Afrikaner home, all of them were Afrikaner. And here I was. And I was sharing with them. And the Holy Spirit touched them. It was a meeting in paradox. Sorry. It was a meeting in paradox. <laughs> it was a meeting that, that, that was not supposed to have happened. But this is how this God works. It's seeing in a new way. And as I finished speaking that evening... An architect ran up to me and he gave me a check of 250 rand so I could pay my 10 months of staff fees that I was behind. He designed the biggest church in South Africa. It's called Moraleta Park. He's the architect for that church. 7,000 seater. His name is Merwe van Royen. 
And then the owner of the house who hosted the Bible study, he came to me and he said, Edwin, can you please give me your bank details? I gave him my bank details. And then he said to me, wherever God wants you to fly, I will pay for all your flights to go and preach the gospel. I'm still flying. 32 years in this mission. And that's what I love about rich people. You see, God can bring the rich and the poor together around Jesus. But you know, the thing is about rich people, man, I tell you, I know we've got a lot of rich people here. The thing about rich people is they are so risky. They haven't done the business school that Bruno is leading. How to be very Swiss and you plan the risk factor. Four years later, he became bankrupt. And he had to even go and buy his house back at an auction. At the end of the day, I was there for him. Hello. I prayed him through that whole bankruptcy. I prayed him through the whole pain, the brokenness that he was experiencing and what they were going through. And at the end of the day with rich people, I don't know how many lives they have. It's like, you know. Three years later, he was a millionaire again. And I was like, hallelujah, I could do Mamalela in style again. Because at that time, I could only do Bambalela, Bambalela. But now I could go like, Bam. But you see, what I want to tell you, it is not just about how God used him to set me in course for the calling that God has for me. But what is more beautiful, what has developed out of that whole journey is that as I went into his house and became friends and we prayed together and we were sharing together and we were challenging one another and we were having great disagreements because at the end of the day, I come into that home and I could see how they were living. That's apartheid. Not only having two or three maids and one or two Garden boys, it was in that reality I came, but it's as we started to journey together, as we challenged one another, as we disagreed about the value of life and how we see each other with dignity, it was in that place that God started to touch both of our hearts. And guys, you have to understand the South African culture to appreciate this. You know, in South Africa, when we, when we greet one another, you Brazilians, you like to kiss. But we take it another level. <laughs> you guys kiss like, mwah, mwah, like the French, mwah, mwah, mwah. In South Africa, we only do it once, mwah, on the lips. <laughs> you think that you guys are cool, we are more cool than you. I, <laughs> How do you guys do it in Chile? On the cheek. Only one on the cheek. Mwah. Sorry? Egypt for mwah, 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 mwah. And how, guys, how do you guys do it in Brazil? 
two or four, depending. Huh? I, okay, you guys are confused. How do you do it? <laughs> two or three, where in Brazil? Two or three. What's the difference between two or three? Is it how much you like the person? You give three, and then if you don't like them, you give two. Okay, in Switzerland, it's, how do we do it, Bruno? We do it three times in Switzerland. Okay? I don't know, how are we doing it in South Africa? Mwah. On the mouth. We go another level. Guys, now I've lost you because I've talked about kissing now. I have totally lost you now. You know what God was developing there? It was a kinship. Do you know what kinship means? You know, kinship is where Ruth and Boaz, Boaz became the kins kinsman of Ruth. Because in those days, if your husband dies, it's basically that you will have no future, you will have no life, and somebody in the family line has to take care of you, and the brother needs to marry you, or somebody in the family. You know the book of Ruth? And that is the whole story of, 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 of the kinsman. It is about we are together. Hello. We belong together. We belong to one another. We are part of one another. And they had a son called Obed. And he was the grandfather of David. And Jesus became the son of David. And Jesus is the kinsman redeemer. He redeemed us. We've got a word in South Africa that explains kinsman or kinship. You know what that word is? It's called Ubuntu. And you know what Ubuntu means? Ubuntu means I am because we all are. We belong together. Somebody asked Tutu and said, Archbishop Tutu, they're talking in South Africa about the myth of the rainbow nation. We are not a rainbow nation. We are still so divided. We are still living in such incredible disparity between rich and poor. Why do you call us a rainbow nation? And it was not about the different colors, but when light goes through the prism and it comes out on the other side, it's got all these different colors, but those colors cannot be separated and then Tutu said, it's not just about the colors, but what it is about is that we belong together. Wow. And the thing that holds this paradox together, can you say Ubuntu? Ubuntu. It is in this place of paradox, it's in this place of difference, as the world is becoming more divided, as the world is becoming more fractured, as YOM is having so many different expressions, but what holds us together is the sense of kinship, is the sense that we belong together. Isn't this beautiful? Wow. Guys, I'm going to pray for you. My wife is Swiss. You cannot be more different. I cannot be more different from the Swiss. 
my first experience in Switzerland was after I went to visit in a small village some friends of my wife. I so appreciated the meal that we had. And when we left at 10 o'clock, like we do in South Africa, I put my hand on the hooter and I hoot toot 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 as we left the village and I woke up all those neighbors. My wife almost had a heart attack. She said, what are you doing? I said, I just show my appreciation. Toot toot toot. I want to say thank you. This was a beautiful meal. I appreciate it because I want you to invite me back. And I went toot toot. And my wife, she said, Edwin, stop hooting. I said, what's wrong with it? She said, there's a law in Switzerland. After 10, we don't make any noise. Guys, there are things, there are things that, that we see in a light where, guys, if I, I don't know if you've seen some of the, you know, always when I go to McDonald's, I, I, I joke with the ladies, I said, please don't spit on my food as you prepare it. Because, you know, if you are nasty to them, you don't know what's happening in the kitchen. Hello? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so whenever you go like, you know, you're like spitting, it's like, isn't this disgusting? You know, saliva, you spit on things. Hello? Can I take you to another level? But something that becomes so disgusting and something that I so despise, but when it is happening in a sense of love and commitment and affection, Celebrating your 23rd wedding anniversary. Okay, now those of you who have never been in a relationship, close your eyes. But when, oh, I can see there, I can see Sulivia. I can see Sulivia. I can see Grassi. Grazi. But in that place of love, how many of you have been married for more than 20 years? Okay, you guys don't kiss anymore. Okay, who has been, who is dating? Okay, because sometimes, guys who are dating, you go, you're in a relationship. Okay, now you are worried. Okay. Guys, are you kissing? Oh, Father. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy. But you, yo. So you kiss like this, so you kiss like the Brazilian way. Mwah, mwah. Or you go, mwah, mwah, mwah. Mm. And something that becomes so disgusting, it becomes something so... Oh, it seems that, you know, I just came from a wedding anniversary, okay? So guys, so forgive me, please. But at the end of the day, is something that God gives us new eyes to see, where the paradox became something so beautiful around the person of Jesus, that we all belong together, that we are part of this beautiful family. Do you guys just want to stand with me so I can pray for you?